Hey, Kendall, it's Ty Cohen here from KindleCashflow.com. And today I want to talk to you about something that I think is is beneficial. It's one of our first starting steps whenever you're, you're deciding to, to do something that's a little bit different than what you've normally done as it relates to finances. And uh, it's something that is really talked about. I know myself on this podcast, I haven't uh, talked about it ever before. As a matter of fact, you guys probably are used to hearing me talk about like how do you make money with Kindle publishing or digital real estate or digital publishing, but rarely have I talked about what do you do with it afterwards? Like how do you turn the income that you generate into additional income, right? And that's what I want to talk about uh, on this episode here. So before we get started, if you are not already subscribed, make sure you go in and hit the subscribe button so that you get notified of future episodes, future releases. And if you are not yet subscribed to the Kindle Cashflow YouTube channel, make sure you go over to kindlecashflow.com forward slash YouTube and smash that subscribe button. All right. So let's get started. So you guys have always heard me talk about how do you use digital real estate, digital publishing to generate you know, significant amounts of, of income, whatever that number may be to you. But there's something else that comes before that and even during and after that. So what comes before that is preparing yourself mentally. Because for most people, we've never been taught, what do you do once you get a certain amount of money in your life, right? That's outside of your norm. That's why, and and, and what happens is, that's why normally when we do get something that's outside of a normal what happens is it quickly disappears, right? We quickly get rid of it because we're not used to having those amounts of money. So give you an example. Let's say you get in a lawsuit or you've probably known someone who's gotten money from a lawsuit or who's hit the lottery and, you know, it's for a significant amount of money. It could be 10000 20000 100000 a million dollars or more. And then what happens? They're living high, right? For a year, two, three years or so. And then... They're back to normal. They're back to where they were at before. That's because they never learned how to become a person that is used to having that amount of money, right? They've never mentally learned how to how to become that individual. So in order to get different results, you have to do different things. And that includes becoming someone different. You're not going to ever become someone that's at the next at the at the next level in life, uh, and we're talking about finances here. That's at the next level financially. If you still have the same mindset, same way of thinking about finances, the same way of handling and dealing and saving and investing your finances as you do now, right? You definitely have to make some changes. So that's the first thing: is thinking and learning and becoming and doing different things at a much different level financially in order to, number one, get to that place of financial security that you want to be at, and to number two, keep it. So that's that's the first thing, right? Developing a different level of mindset. Now, how do you do that? You're probably wondering. Well, one of the ways is to, and this is, this is something that I've done early when I first started to make a significant amount of money, and that is to give every major purchasing decision a 72-hour window before pulling the trigger. 
to give every major purchasing decision a 72-hour window. That's three days before pulling the trigger. So if I'm thinking about going out and buying, let's say, a new stove or a new refrigerator and it's a thousand bucks or whatever, that's major, right? For me, that, that would be major, especially when I don't have any money. So it's it, it, so so if I let's say if I came across some money, I came across an extra five thousand or ten thousand or a thousand dollars. Instead of being the regular tithe, I would have went out and immediately made that snap decision to spend that money. I now started giving myself seventy-two hours. And what happens is normally you'll find that at the end of that seventy-two hour period, you'll start to think about things a little bit more rationally, and you'll come to the conclusion that you really don't need what it is that you're going to go out and buy. Or you can you can get along with, you can kind of get by with a lesser model or a less expensive version, right? So I'm just using a stove or a refrigerator in this example, but it could be anything. It could be a car, it could be a house, it could be, it could be a pair of sneakers, it could be, you know, anything that's considered a major purchasing decision for you. And only you know what that would be based on, uh, your finances and where you are right now financially. So I can't tell you that. So that's how you are. And so that's that's one thing. So the first step is giving everything a 72-hour window before pulling the trigger, making that decision. The next thing is, and I kind of got this from my mom at an early age. As many of you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, you've probably heard me talk about how poor we were when we grew up. My mom raised like six kids off of 400 bucks a month, right? So she, she had to become really good with making that $400 stretch from month to month or else we wouldn't eat. And she did that by clipping coupons, doing competitive grocery shopping, uh, shopping at stores that had certain items on sale, and then going to another store to get the other items that were on her list that might have been on sale at that store. And it was took some time, but she, she mastered it. And she made that 400 bucks stretch each and every month. Um, and then, you know, as she started to get more money, one of the other things that she started to do was develop this philosophy of living off of 30% of your monthly income, right? So living off of 30% of your monthly income. Now, I can hear you saying, Ty, there's no way you know how much money I make? Like, there's no way I'm going to be able to live off of 30% of my monthly income. Trust me, you can do it. I started doing this when I was very young, as a teenager. And at first, it was it was really difficult. And I didn't start off at the 30% level. I think I started off at, like, living off of 75% of my uh, monthly income, right? And even that was a challenge. But... Every month, I would go in and lower that number even more. So 75% to 70% to 65% to 60% until I hit my magic number of 30%. It took me about a year and a half or two. And uh, you know, I haven't looked back since. Since I was a teenager, you know, making a little bit of money a week, I've adopted that philosophy of living off of 30% of my take-home monthly income and now i live off of way less than that's like six percent of my monthly take-home income and the other you know 90 percent 90 94 percent or so you know i put into investments and 
and uh, other things like that so that it makes you more money, right? So you, you're creating the